Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by JR Dad. Hi. Hello, JR Dad. How's it going? Pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. Lots to talk about oh today. Gosh. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for putting up with our late podcast. Uh, there's been a lot going on. It's all virtual. It's a podcast. I know, but it usually comes out on Thursdays, except like we needed, we were going to have more updates, and so we had to wait until Thursday was done to be able to give all the updates. That is true. Okay, so we got two things to talk about, live show and the Golden Retriever mash unit that our house has become. <laughs> Which one should we talk about first? Oh, the bloodbath. Yeah, okay. So, Monday, Jasmine had surgery to install her new zipper. No kidding. <laughs> it, she looks like she got, she's like the lady who got cut in half, sawed in half, and yeah. then stitched back together. She has a stitch that goes from her spine all the way down to her i think her belly button on one side and all just the way like down one all side. the way around yeah and it is staple 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 staple. it does look like a zipper oh. her whole side is shaved uh she had a lump removed and uh the vet so you know we had done the update where we said you know, it looks like a mast cell tumor which is cancer and then after that we got results back from the lab and they were just like we don't know what the heck it is but like, it's not mast cells oh no those there are mast cells in there yeah but they don't know if it's cancer or not because mast cells could just be responding to something else, but they don't know what it is. And so that was Friday. I think those results came in. And then uh, Dr. Bob did the surgery on Monday. He's like, it was the weirdest looking thing I've ever taken off. Like there's a gelatinous part and there is a fat part, but there were like little nodules in there and there was some blood in there. And so I think the issue is that it may have started as one thing and then like the body's reaction created a whole bunch of other things. And so the little aspirate that he took by like jamming that needle in there didn't get a full picture of what it was. So it still could be cancer because there was some stuff in there that looked like the cancer, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff. And he's like, I took literally the entire lump and sent it to the lab. Like normally they just send like a little piece for a biopsy. He's like, I sent them the entire thing. So they're going to have to sample a bunch of different parts of it to see. Um, and so I don't know when we're going to get the results from that. No, whole med school classes will be taught about this yeah. for a whole semester. Uh, I hope they took good pictures. So, yeah, so we don't know. Surgery was Monday, so it would have got to the lab on Tuesday. We may get results tomorrow, but it definitely could be next week because... They have to do a lot more samples. Maybe they should have just installed a zipper, and then we can open it back up and take anything else out that develops. <laughs> Poor Jasmine. Uh, but she's actually doing great. She's a quick healer. Yeah. she's So surgery was Monday. She was a little sore on Tuesday because he had to, you know, he cut the skin open, took the thing out, but he had to take part of the skin out with it because it was attached. And so when he sewed her back up, like, it's kind of tight there because, uh, you know, it's been suched cinched back in and um, you could tell that she was a little uncomfortable walking like when she'd walk step on that side you could say it's pulling on there a little bit she'd take smaller steps for like one day yesterday she's moving around just like normal going up the stairs coming down the stairs even if we try to stop her yeah she's back to being in the way yep uh, yeah she's 100 percent in the way <laughs> all the time now uh but she's happy seems pain-free like she seems really good so that was monday and then Wednesday, Queso had her surgery. So when we got Queso, like literally when she came to us as a foster, we took her to the vet and her 
right leg was very skinny because we, and we talked about this before, they think that she tore her ACL a long time ago and her owners never got it fixed because her owners basically just ignored her and locked her in the backyard. And so she has a lot of muscle atrophy in that leg because she would, you know, be favoring it and using the other leg more. But the other leg was huge. Like you feel the meaty part of her thigh and it was huge. And clearly there was a mass in there when we got her. And, uh, and it turned, I have this clear memory of Dr. Bob looking at it, but it wasn't him. We went through the records and it was like someone else who was working there at the time. And they did the same thing. The needle aspirate poked it in and the vet who did it, she's like, just looks like fat to me. It's probably a lipoma. One of these things we were talking about last week, these just fatty, totally benign tumors, but growing underneath the muscle. So normally they like slide around and are all squishy, but this has like skin, muscle, then the lipoma. And so it feels, you know, just like a really bulky leg. I mean, she looked kind of, yeah, like she'd been lifting out, working out on one leg. Yeah. (laughs) She had one giant strong leg. And, and so it was like, okay, so we don't do anything unless it gets in the way. And, uh, I know we've said this on a couple podcasts when we went down to the keys in July, she was really uncomfortable. I think she normally didn't lay on that leg or maybe she did, but she laid in a different way in the car and it, you could tell it hurt her. And then I was feeling it. I don't normally grab her back leg. I mean, she doesn't like to be pet all that much, so I don't handle her a lot. And I felt it and it was really big. Like it had gone from kind of the inner thigh feeling bulky to the entire leg, like you could feel this growth had grown around and was growing from the inner thigh, like around to the outer thigh. The skin was really stretched. It's like a big lump, but like the entire inside thigh It was the whole, I mean, from the knee to the hip, the entire thing, the whole inside of the leg wrapping around to the outside all the way up and down. Um, And you could tell like she was favoring it and it was uncomfortable now. And so... um, well, yeah, like, if she can't use that leg. The other one's the weak one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's her good leg that had that growth <laughs> that's on her it. Good leg. And so uh, when I brought her to Doctor Bob, he's like, "Holy crap! Like that thing's giant. That needs to come out." He's like sharpening his scalpels for this double weak, double dog yeah. weak. He's so like, he <laughs> he was kind of worried about the queso thing. He's like, "I don't know what there is. Like I can only feel fat, but it's so huge. Like there could be other stuff underneath." And, you know, we have to be careful because, like, that's her good leg. And so uh, her surgery took an hour on Wednesday. And so he said there were two big lipomas, kind of one on top of the other, kind of pushing each other around. I think he took out part of a third one by her knee and sort of stopped because he's like, she'd been under surgery, uh, under anesthesia for an hour, and that was plenty. He got the big stuff out. And he's like, there probably was some more I could have taken, but you know, he got the vast majority of it. Um, and so she has an incision. It's actually hard to see. I thought it was going to be kind of on the side, but it's on the inner thigh, kind of from the crease of the top of her thigh down to her knee. And, uh, you know, she's not the best stander and walker anyway. Like her back legs are kind of weak. She's got arthritis in her back. And so she was having a really hard time yesterday. Couldn't really get up. Still is struggling a little bit. Um, and then she would try to pee like we got her home. And she doesn't want to put any weight on the leg that had the surgery. And so then she'd try to stand on one leg and squat down and pee and then would just like collapse into the grass. So we were like holding her butt up while she peed. <laughs> yeah, which she doesn't like either, but it worked fine. Yeah, now she can. Now it's so we're recording this Thursday night. Um, I mean, as of this morning. 
she could stand up to be by herself. So she's fine. She also heals quickly, especially for her age. Yeah. And uh, she ate last night. Like, she didn't really want any kibble. But then I got the canned chicken out, which is like a miracle food. And she's like, holy crap, canned chicken. She ate two full cans of canned chicken. Um, And then she was eating her kibble today. I don't remember what she ate for breakfast because it was very early. But um, she ate a bunch of kibble with some cheese for dinner. So she's doing good. Lots of meatballs. She's like, do I get more meatballs? Because I'm ready for meatballs. But GR Dad gets up this morning. Poor GR Dad got up at like 5 o'clock. Was this morning when the you stepped in the poop? Every this day. Morning? Every time. I find it every time. Riley's having some issues. Riley goes outside to pee and then gets distracted, come back since, comes back inside, and then remembers that she actually is having intestinal problems. Yeah. But didn't tell me. Yeah. She, she should have told me, Riley. <laughs> so, dear uh, dad was up at like five this morning, not voluntarily, cleaning up. And uh, I fortunately slept through <laughs> most of it. But he's like, so Keso has a drain installed in her leg so it doesn't fill up with fluid because especially when you take a big thing out, the body will kind of put fluid in the place of that. And so it can get, you can get these huge fluid filled like a relump no. yeah they, and they will eventually go away but they're uncomfortable and they can get giant and so there's a drain in there so there's like queso juice dripping all over it's the like place a rubber tube right yep and it goes like from the top to the bottom and dear dad's like oh she chewed off part of the tube and i was like all right well we got to put the cone on her then queso hates the cone queso was giving me like looks of death <laughs> she's like get this fucking thing off me she's trying to like you know paw at it get it off and of course she can't get it off and uh so i have to be at work all day this week which is not normal for me to have to be like eight to six on campus and uh she had dog sitter here today who did a very good job taking care of her and i took her out when i got home this afternoon and came back in and she laid down and the bottom part of the drain where there was like a rubber tube sticking out, gone. There's just a hole. And I'm like, I swear it was there. And I uh, sent a Facebook message to my vet because we're friends on Facebook. And I'm like, so uh, the bottom of the thing fell out. And he's like, has she been wearing the cone? I'm like, yeah, we only take it off so she can go out and pee. And so she'll drink and eat like she won't drink with the cone on. Right. He's like, I'm like, I guess she could have chomped it then. But, you know, I mean, she chomped a piece off this morning, but there was still plenty of it sticking out. Yeah. So I took the cone off when I got home, let her out, came back in, it was gone. I'm like, I guess she could have, like, chomped down there real fast and grabbed it. And he's like, this is why the cone has to be on 24-7. I'm like, okay, fine. And uh, and so then I'm, like, hanging out, like, trying to clean up the house tonight. And I look at her. She's got the cone on, and she's licking her leg. She totally can get to the leg <laughs> just fine the with cone. the cone on. Uh, she hates the cone, but it doesn't stop her from licking the leg. So we thought we were like, okay, well, we're going to fix this, nip this problem in the bud. Nope. She's she's like, well, I can lick it just fine with this. So maybe you take this damn thing <laughs> maybe off. Maybe because her head's so big. I don't know. So it's like the leg is stuck out at a weird angle, and then she can turn her head. She's licking away. <laughs> so the cone is off now because it's not stopping her from doing anything. Yeah. And uh, I put a hockey sock on her for a while, and like that was okay, but she was kind of nudging it down. So now for the next day, we have an ace bandage kind of loosely wrapped around there. But I ordered on Amazon tonight this like healing sleeve. Or it's a sleeve for dogs who are healing from surgery. So it's just like a, 
you know, like a jersey material. They got a little cuff on the bottom. So it looks like one leg of, a, of tights. Yes, that's right. But it's not, it's not like super, it doesn't do any compression, right? It's a little bit loose. But it's got like all these weird straps that like hook over the middle and hook behind the butt. And I think one hooks onto the collar. But all the, the Amazon reviews are great. And they're like, this is a weird thing. It looks stupid, but it totally works. And so that's coming out Saturday from Amazon. And so Queso is going to have like a single pant leg for a little while. Still reminds me of that like Twitter thing about like, how would a dog wear pants? Well, we'll see. Yeah. I used to have a pair of dog pants, which I had bought like my mom. Dog jeans. My parents, uh, one of their dogs tore his ACL and he was really trying to look at it. And so they had got, they're like for hunting dogs. Um, I think so they don't my guess so they don't get burrs and stuff stuck in their fur if you're like out in the woods it says that yeah the dude laughs who has not lived out in the country no i i, I know the burr issue yes i mean it's i have spent funny to have dogs in pants hours pulling burrs out of dogs yeah, yeah. and uh so if you're taking them out into the field hunting you can get these like bright orange hunting pants and it you know will protect their hindquarters are they overalls they that'd, just, I think, no, no, they just go in the middle. I mean, you may, you can get full body suits. Have you seen Blair Braverman has these full body like onesies? No. Uh, yeah. One of her dogs wears it. And so it's got, it's the whole thing, the whole body. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I just imagine Vink in it because like her dogs aren't fluffy, <laughs> right? right? <It> and <laughs> like, like Vink. Sock full of quarters or something. <laughs> She'd be like all, like little sausage all smooshed in. And then like out of all the cuffs, there'd just be like, this <laughs> big so, so bad. I almost bought one for her. Uh, but Blair's dog, when they did the coconut party this week with the coconut that we sent to them, they had a picture of her and she was wearing when it. When they have uh, sheep at state fairs and stuff, like to show, they put them in little onesies too with turtle eggs. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so they don't get like their fur messed up and yeah. you know, don't get like poop on their on their wool. I think it's sort of like that. They're so. nylon and they usually bright colors like bright purple or hot <laughs> pink funny. or neon green. Well, when my mom had found the pants for her dog and they worked, they were like a great solution to the problem of he have him looking at that. I was like, I should get a pair of these pants. Because someday I will have a dog that needs this, and then I'll just have them. Yeah. They were in the basement, like, in storage with all the dog stuff for so long. And, of course, oh, I go down no. today, and I can't find them. It doesn't – like, I purge stuff, but that seems like the kind of thing I would have kept. So I don't know what happened to Next it. Next week we'll find them. Anyway, we got a fancy sleeve going for queso. So, uh, yeah. So that's the that's the sitch with the dog. Uh, I mean, it is good that Jasmine – is so much back down to normal because now we can sort of focus on queso as the invalid. If we had two dogs that we'd have to lift around, it would be uh, twice as hard. Yeah, it it would be yeah. really tough. I mean, if Jasmine would just stay the heck out of the way and stop, like, coming right in my personal space and I'm trying to tend to queso. Jeez, Jasmine. Ugh. I mean, I love her, and I love that she wants to be with me, but Riley is also like that. And so mm-hmm. on the snaps tonight, you'll see that, like, I'm sitting by Queso, like, trying to deal with her. And uh, and so I'm sitting on the floor, and Jasmine is standing over me, and then Riley's also standing over me. Both Pops. in your face what? with their face. The dogs have a habit of tripping over the wire that plugs in the podcast equipment, and Hops was like, I'm going to walk through there right now. Yeah, maybe I can pull it out. Maybe I can pull it out. So uh, anyway, that is the mash situation. Yeah, Riley, who's the original invalid with with his kidneys, is doing pretty well, eating a lot of yep approved 
foods. Yep, he's doing fine. We haven't been back to the vet to get any more tests, but he seems to be doing okay. Yeah. So thing number two is that we did the live show on Saturday. It was awesome. Oh my God, it was the craziest thing. So uh, big thanks to like the five or six people who volunteered to help us. This carry our... It was... I was really worried about how long it was going to take us to set up and to get everything organized. It was great. Like everybody just grabbed stuff. We got it back like in one trip, helped us set everything up. It was super easy. Um, Matt Nelson of We Rate Dogs and his mom, Barb Nelson, who runs OK Zoe on Instagram, came with Zoe and Sizzle. So it was seven dogs on stage. Yeah. And uh, they had actually come over before. She's uh, Barb was like, you know, they need a place to run around. What about this dog park? I'm like, come to the exclusive Golden Ratio dog park. <laughs> That is my backyard. <laughs> you, you can come over. That's good. So we hung out with them in the afternoon and then um, did the show. And it was amazing. Um, I learned some stuff. Yeah, I was not amazing, but it was amazing. You did a great job. Yeah. We can do better. I can do better. <laughs> so we don't want to give too much away because we're going to do... It's going to be similar. I mean, it'll be different at each show, but there's going to be a lot of similar elements in the two upcoming shows. So we don't want to give a lot away. But uh, that theater was packed. And it's funny. they So we kind of walk on to the podcast opening music. She's so dynamic. And it started, and I was like, oh, maybe people will clap. Because like, the show is clearly starting, and then they're going to clap when the podcast music starts. And we're standing off stage, and... It started and nobody clapped. And I was like, huh. Mink, you're fine. Mink's making sounds. And then we walk on stage. And as soon as the dogs, like, noses come out from behind the curtain, everybody's, like, cheering. And it was awesome. So, yeah, everybody laughed at our jokes. They liked our stories. Uh, It went a little shorter because I think I was, I think I was worried we were going to go over. So I was, like, dropping some details like nothing big but i just had like you know especially the dog introductions went about twice as long when i practiced it um so we finished in a little over an hour everybody sang along to the sing-along which was good the crowd was just great it was great we got to do some q a which i didn't know if we'd have time for and then we had like you know we had plenty of time but we had to get all our stuff out of the theater and so i was like we got to get the stuff out put it in the cars then we can do stuff so we come out you know you and me, yep. Barb and Matt, they have Zoe and Sizzle, and then we've got a bunch of people who have volunteered, and they just showed up at the end, and which was great. Everybody had a dog. Um, I had a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't even have a dog. Yeah, they all like scattered with the dogs, and every dog had a cluster of people around them. Yeah, so I get to my car with like a big load of stuff. I'm not done, right? There's <laughs> still another trip to do, yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to put this in my car. I'm going to go back in. I'm going to get the last load of stuff. So you thought. And... Someone was there like, oh, could I take a selfie? And I'm like, sure. And by the time I finish, I look, and there's a line literally like a block long around the theater of people waiting to talk to me and then eventually you. So the dogs, we didn't have the dogs at all. It was an hour and 45 minutes that we stood in the same place, like talking to people and taking pictures. And it was amazing. We didn't have the dogs who just like, they're somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) And And there were groups of people they were like groupies of around the dogs yeah i mean that's how it works when we do meetups right yeah. that like each dog kind of gets a little spot and then people go move around from one dog to the other and pet them and it's great and just like 
people were like we had hired um, Luca, who has taken pictures for us before to come and photograph it. He took great pictures, which we posted. And uh, I think he had Riley all night. And I kept going, do you want somebody else to take him? Like, you know, not that I needed him to take more pictures, but it's like your job as like photographer is not also take care of my dog. He's like, I'm good. (laughs) And he just had Riley. And so all the dogs like had people taking pictures and stuff with them and then we got to meet like everybody yeah it was awesome it felt like which was amazing uh i was saying like if i could have told my like 11 year old self that people would be asking me to autograph their tickets it would have solved i would i'd need to have as much therapy just so positive and nice everybody and, and was so nice and, and affirming it was really nice yeah, yeah and we had um this turned out to be just like the best thing. So we had organized and we're going to do this at the September show in Maryland also um, for great, the rescue group where we have got all our dogs from uh, we've done fundraisers with them before where, you know, you bring a dog and they put a little vest on and the vest has little pockets on the side and people stuff money into the pocket. People stuff money into the pockets. Like strippers, but wholesome. I is what, say, I what does that remind me of? Huh. Somebody on Twitter got really pissed off about yeah. that. They called me a bourgeois asshole because stripping is still work. And I'm like, and, man, and I know, it's but it's not wholesome. It's some, yeah, I was going to, there was some fake conflict that she wanted to have with you. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, if you're a stripper, you are working your ass off and uh, like respect, man, you're working hard, yeah. but it's not wholesome. My job isn't wholesome either. I study like freaking Nazis on the no, internet. And sorry, sticking dollar bills onto golden retrievers evokes something like that. Like strippers, but it's wholesome. They're not wearing clothes, the yep. goldens. <laughs> well, they got the little vests on. Well, for the dollars, because yeah. they got no pockets. So, uh, so they set up in the lobby before the show. All right. So the show's at seven. The doors to the theater open at 6. This was our tactical mistake. We show up at 5.45, and I'm like, it's going to be fine. I ask the the people who have volunteered. I'm like, show up at 5.45. Matt and Barb, show up at 5.45. We'll get our stuff in, and then we'll move it right back. Nobody's going to be there that early. There were a ton of people there. Matt and Barb trying to hide. There are a ton of people there at 5.45, like before it even opened, Um, which was fine. I was like, go ahead and pet the dogs. Like, we can't do anything at this point. But the... uh, the volunteers from Great, the rescue group, were there. And so they hung out in the lobby for the full hour before the show started. And so while we were backstage, like getting every, you know, we were working on the sound and we're working on the slides and we're, um, you know, getting the stuff set on stage and, you know, feeding people. Like we were pretty busy getting ready, like not overwhelming, but we couldn't be out. Like they were hanging out with their dogs in the lobby and everybody got to pet these dogs four, four or five goldens right i think there were six yep. yeah and we raised eleven hundred dollars just in cash donations like those were some bulging vests by the end of the day uh <laughs> so it was pretty good so that was awesome so like people got to hang out and pet dogs in the lobby while they waited and uh all right vink is still crying you want to try okay all right vink is fully relieved along with everybody else that turned into an epic trip out to the yard and your dad's rolling his eyes <laughs> uh so yeah anyway the live show amazing we raised like eleven hundred dollars for great everybody got to pet dogs we met everybody after the show it was just so positive and nice and joyful and everybody was happy it was really wonderful better than we hoped and we hoped for something that good yeah it was just great yeah 
no logistical problems, no nothing. Yep. Dogs were good on stage. So uh, if you're around DC, there's still tickets available for the September 14th show. And then uh, still tickets up in the balcony at the Chicago show in October. And then we're thinking, planning out, we being me, planning out what we might do in the spring. Um, Accurate. Tentatively, and I have no theaters picked out yet, right? So this is just like, meh, this probably would be a good idea. Looking at Orlando, Boston, and then maybe Nashville. A lot of people, I went to Nashville this week for work, and a lot of people are like, oh, you should do a show there. We'd totally go. So Nashville's awesome. We, yeah, we love Nashville. So, uh, and it's drivable. It's a, a long drive, but it's doable. It's pretty central. Yeah. So, uh, so if you know of a theater that holds like seven to 900 people that would lo- allow dogs on stage in Orlando, Boston, or Nashville, uh, drop us a message because that's where we're thinking for springtime. Yeah. The dogs on stage could be a limitation. <laughs> dogs on stage is, is, makes it a lot harder. A lot Finding of places a theater, don't want it. Not so hard. Finding a theater that allows dogs is pretty good. Yeah. It, I mean, it was tricky. I, I couldn't find a place until someone recommended the one in Rockville, which turned out great. I'm pleasantly surprised that it exists. It's great. Yep. Yeah, it was We good. didn't have to, like, somehow sneak the dogs or surprise them with the dogs. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, it's all good. It went great. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. was really fun. Um, and then I guess we should also talk about the children's book because the Kickstarter ended last week and we uh surpassed our goal by more than 10 times and it was amazing so we have to do potogra- 550 potographed books it, we're just gonna have all our friends come over each friend gets a paw four people per dog and they're gonna we're gonna do a little assembly line where we roll on some paint and stick it on a book so i'm not sure i have enough friends <laughs> Um, you probably are not going to be able to pick which dog's paw prints you get because I think we're going to probably have a fulfillment company ship them. So mm. we'll ship them a crate of paw printed books and, and a list of addresses and they'll send them out. Um, we'll see how it goes. But uh, Ellie has been sending me all the pages as they're illustrated and they just make me cry. They're so beautiful. Uh, we posted a couple on the Kickstarter page, but it's more than half illustrated at this point and it's amazing the text is done um yeah i have looked at a few places for printing so it's going to be able to i haven't settled on one yet but the one i looked at yesterday i think they can turn around 700 printed books in like two weeks so once it's done it should be pretty easy to just like get it done if some people have emailed because they're worried they didn't support the kickstarter but the book's going to be available everywhere uh, when it's done, you'll be able to get an ebook or a printed paperback, um, you know, on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or whatever. Yeah, it's not going to be a secret book. And it's not like you can only get it through the Kickstarter. It's you, you'll be able to buy it anywhere. At the same time, we kick we send out the Kickstarter ones. There's not going to be a delay, so it'll be up there, and you'll be able to get it. It's pretty cool. It's going to be pretty. It's so beautiful. I am just every single picture. I'm just thrilled. It's so good. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you updated as it goes. But right now we're just in the process. We are in the process, meaning Ellie is working super hard on illustrating it. And it's just turning out perfect. It, it's everything that I would have dreamed it would be. She's so talented and just captures. She sent me the uh, one where Vinkman is dancing for her breakfast, yeah, not to give too much away. I mean, the book is basically like day in the life of the dogs. And there's a Vinkman dancing for the breakfast. And it's amazing. 
is just the most adorable. It's, it's all so yeah, good. Yeah, she's really good. I mean, every picture has an emotion, emotion with it. Yeah, it's not and just... they look like the dogs. I mean, you can tell, especially the Riley one. Uh, like, you see that in it. I look at Riley now, and I'm like, he looks exactly like that picture. I think of him like her illustration. Yeah, the pictures are like the dogs, but more so. Yeah, it's, it's so good. So, I don't know how she does it. It's amazing. Uh, our goal is to have the illustrations done by the end of September, um, get stuff printed in October, and kind of have it ship out at the beginning of November. So holiday presents, you should have them in plenty of time. Everything looks to be going good with that. So Not just for kids. Yeah, I, I think. But also for kids. You could give them to all the kids in your life. There will be no cursing. It will be entirely child appropriate. <laughs> uh, but I suspect most of our audience will be adults. No stripper jokes. No, there are no stripper jokes, because uh, that's not wholesome. No. Nah. Yeah. Anyway. Bourgeois. <laughs> I'm a bourgeois asshole. Mm. Uh, okay, so there you go. Dog updates, live show updates. Uh, the cocktail of the week. Hang on, i got to reach over here. The cocktail of the week is the Summer Sigh cocktail, which is made with lavender vodka which was given to us as a present at the live show we got a whole bunch of presents for the dogs um the most noticeable one for all of you is the vink cave sign which is hanging in the fireplace now and it's, it's the vink cave it's so beautiful it just like looks so perfect and cute there uh normally i like i don't like tchotchkes and signs and stuff like that and she gave us this sign i was like oh my god there's like a little hook to open the flue I hung it on there, and it just... So perfect. It is so perfect. It just looks adorable and uh, really finishes off the Vink cave. We think it makes Vink proud to be in there. She likes it. and She's uh, proud. So you'll notice it on the snaps. But, uh, yeah, so someone... And I, I talked to her, and she was wonderful. She also baked us cookies, but gave they us... They were good. Yeah, we ate all those. Gave us this lavender vodka, and she doesn't have her name on the card, unfortunately. But it comes with a, a recipe for the Summerside Cocktail... Pour lavender vodka over ice cubes, add a splash or two of lemon juice, a splash or two of simple syrup, stir, top with club soda, and enjoy. And this stuff is delicious. It's made with love and lavender. Yep. Water, vodka, lavender, a little bit of honey. It's good to just drink by itself, but also... <laughs> with a straw. <laughs> maybe. I've just been drinking it out of the mason jar. Uh, so that's our cocktail of the week. That's pretty good. It's a little... The, the mason jar makes it feel like moonshine, which is exciting. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, let's see. Conk life story. There are a few bodies found this week. People beating each other with golf clubs and fighting each other in bars. Cho did we do the choking guy? Oh, yeah. There was a, I don't think we did him yet. No. So dude, man walks into a bar <laughs> with his girlfriend, and they're drunk, and they have an argument about whether or not they're going to go back to their... I don't know if they're, are they tourists or are they locals? Whether or not they're going to call it a night or if they're going to keep staying out. I don't know who is arguing for which side, but yep. it, it apparently got quite heated. Which is a, whoa. Everybody okay in there? They're playing. Uh, it got to be a heated argument, which is a good sign that you should be calling it a night. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and the dude who apparently was not winning the argument grabbed the girlfriend around the neck with bull hands and started strangling her. Everybody else in the bar, like, jumped in and pulled him off. Um, but the cops came. I think they took him to jail. Took both of them in, just they, in case. They, they're like, we can't really tell. Jail. You're both probably guilty of something. Yeah. 
the uh, drunk and disorderly, I think, at least. Yeah, probably true. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was like the big story, I think, of the last week. There were a couple bodies found. One was a woman, but she had been suicidal, and so they're, they're not really suspecting foul play. They found one on the beach this morning. Sounds like maybe a snorkeler. There's a lot of snorkelers who die in the Keys, like people who have pre-existing heart conditions and maybe don't even know it. Yeah. And then, uh, well, because you can snorkel without any conditions or partners or buddies or support. You just go out snorkeling, and then you're like, stuff can happen. Bad stuff happens. You're alone underwater. Yeah, I mean, I don't love snorkeling. Like I've had some great experiences snorkeling. Yeah. But, um, you know, when we went to the Galapagos, we snorkeled a lot. I mean, that was part of the yeah. trip. And I got this full face mask that the snorkel kind of because you're facing down the snorkel kind of comes up like out of the forehead of the mask and like sticks up over your head so you look kind of like a teletubby i think (laughs) um but you don't have to have anything in your mouth you don't have to have the mask on like i've got a big nose and the masks push on the bridge of my nose it's super painful like i can't keep them on there aren't any that are big enough for my nose uh too bad 11 year old jenna can't fix that problem for you uh but yeah, so I was like, how am I going to snorkel like comfortably on these amazing trips that we're paying all this money and flying halfway around the world for? And I found these, uh, you know, I just got mine on Amazon, these full face masks. So they, they've got like a silicone seal around the outside and you just breathe into the mask, the snorkels at the top. Um, and it's got this kind of protecty thing. So it was great. It's very hard to get water in it. Uh, you don't have a thing in your mouth. You don't have a thing pushing on your face. It's really easy to breathe. Um, but even then, I would occasionally get water in it and get super panicky, even though I know you can just take the thing out. And I'm a great swimmer. I can float. Yeah. Um, when we went snorkeling a few times, like out at Lou Key, down in the Keys, um, and I had like regular snorkel gear, right? The normal thing that goes in your mouth and the mask. Uh, it's pretty common to get water in that snorkel and then like oh, yeah. suck it in while you're trying to breathe. It would really freak me out. And, you know, I'd be coughing and whatever. So I can totally see someone who is not a great swimmer, not an experienced snorkeler, you know, not that I am either, um, you know, really panicking. Yeah. And, and if there's any yeah. wind and waves, it makes it yeah. 10 times worse. For sure. Or even, um, you know, wake will crash water over your snorkel oh, yeah. and then you take that in. Um, yeah. And if you're breathing, what? Out at the time, no, in at the time, right? You, your lungs are empty and you can't get that breath in. It's very it's really, stressful. I yeah. find it really terrifying, which is why I don't, I mean, that's actually why I don't like snorkeling. Yeah. Because um, I don't, like, one of those kind of lungful, mouthfuls of water Ugh. is just, I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? Like, I don't care about that fucking fish enough to <laughs> deal with this bullshit. I yeah. find it very unpleasant. But it's also good to have a buddy, right? It's, it's good to be with someone when you're doing anything in the water, frankly, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm like pretty tough and able to deal with these things. And like, I'm, you know, I'm not an expert snorkeler by any means. I don't really like it, like I said, but I've done yeah. it plenty. And I know that like, even though I'm kind of panicky, I know how to respond to being panicked in the water. But a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, and then if you have a heart condition on top of that and you start having palpitations or you start, you know, having, you know, a real cardiac response to something like... You can totally... Right, this has turned way more morbid. <laughs> anyway, they pulled some bodies out of the water. So yeah, Again. Yeah. 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 Uh, you got a German word of the week for us? Ooh, I don't know. 
No, schnorcheln is the word for snorkeling. That's what I was going to ask. Schnorcheln. <laughs> Spell that. S-C-H-N-O-R-C-H-E-L-N. Schnorcheln. 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 Schnorcheln is a snorkel. <laughs> it sounds like you're adding an I, like schnorcheln. <laughs> when we were going to the live show, Jared Dad's like, I need to have, oh, was it after the live show? You know, like, I need to have a German word of the week. I'm like, we're not going to need that. And of course, somebody asked in the Q&A. Yeah. But we were. The bigger one out. I, I must have been after. Yeah. Where we were driving and I was like, okay, I'm going to read you some good German words. You have them at yeah. hand. So we were, Jared Dad was driving. I think we, were, we got Jared Dad a new car last weekend. I think when we were driving yeah. to buy the new car. <laughs> It's the same. It's another red Jeep. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were, but we had to drive a ways to get to the place that had it. So I was reading him, you know, long, crazy German words off like listicles, like 18 German words from hell. Yeah. And, uh, t- you know, trying to read them. <laughs> and I'm like, what? It's true. Is that like Sauerstoffflasche, which is like a word that has three Fs in it. Sauerstoffflasche. Yeah. There's that one with all the like S C H A C H C H. I don't even remember. It's it's interesting. Like you have to be able to block them up, right? To see. Yeah, they're because they're kind of compound words. They right? they totally you are. You have to realize where the words end and start. Yeah, and that's the hard thing. Like if you don't speak it, I mean, I'm good enough now where like once I can, I have to do it slowly, right? But I can be like, oh, that's this prefix or this suffix and, and can kind of put it together. Yeah. But if you don't speak the language, like knowing where to, where do you draw the boundaries in those compound words, it looks crazy. Uh, there's a lot of SCHs and other consonants together and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was like, all right, hang on. Uh, I'm going to need a minute with this one. Of course, I don't remember any of those words. I think a lot of them were occupations. They were, yeah. Uh, you know, something, something, inspector, a student whatever. what was what was the german for l'esprit escalé steppenwitz treppenwitz 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 so in, yeah. in treppe is the stairs right so in the, so you're you have your you come up with a great joke on the stairs yeah or a great witticism yeah. or yeah the french is l'esprit d'escalé the spirit of the staircase which is like you're talking to someone and then after the conversation ends and you're like walking down the stairs after the party, you come up with the perfect comeback or the perfect joke or the yeah. perfect comment. And it's way too late. You can't just go back and say it. Yeah. It's like such, we don't have that word in English, but they have it in German and in, yeah. or I guess they have a phrase for it in French. But yeah, they've got both. It's it's a great concept. Yeah, great they're concept. like, oh, I should have. Oh, next time. Oh, the best thing. I, I just should have said. Oh, zing. Yeah. yeah. And now he thinks it sound like an idiot if you go back and you're like, <laughs> come back. Now, Treppenwitz. You went yeah. to the jerk store and they're out of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it literally is staircase joke, but it's more that thing, that perfect comeback or joke or witticism or retort that you come up with when you're on the stairs walking away. Slightly too late. Yeah, that's a good one. No, Treppenwitz. Treppenwitz. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I think so. All right. That's pretty. That's a lot. A lot going That's on. That's a lot. There's a ton going on. It has been a, a crazy bunch of weeks. It's going to be some crazy more. I was looking at the calendar going like, when can G or Dad and I go to the Keys and just have like a nice long weekend? I don't know when it's going to happen. It's going to be like December. It's going to be December. We're going to go down when the semester is over and then that's going to be it. Well, we got to get down there sooner than that. Maybe Thanksgiving. Oh, that's a good idea. 
still far away, but you know, not December. It's yeah, real close to December, though. That's a good idea. We could go for a couple weeks then, because mm-hmm. I don't have to teach that week. There you oh, go. Oh, you got good ideas, GR Dad. <laughs> it's far away, though. I know. Uh, there's a. I've identified a weekend in September, like after the live <laughs> show. We were gonna have a party, but I think we should just go to the Keys instead. I don't know. Party. Be you fun. and me party in the Keys. We'll have a party a different day. Party every day in the Keys. Anyway. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks for your patience while we came out a little late. Thank you for your support. Indeed. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Don't bite anyone. Unless they ask you to. Yes, and even then, just be nibble. Bye. Bye. Bye.